This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. Hey, it's 6.02. Welcome in. Another edition of the opening kickoff is upon us. And all you love birds out there. Today's the day. You got big plans? Or you run out to local CVS looking for something quick? Want to hear from you? 694-1055. And of course, uh, you can get us in the app at WNSP.com. What's the music selection? Are, are we going to let... I think maybe... Uh, I think maybe Nick over there is going to be your love doctor today. All requests and dedications go through the uh, the phone line. I wonder if he's... 1055 I think he's got uh, some songs going out to Izzy. His savior. Oh, right, 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 His right. His savior. Right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a, a song or two. Did right. you ever dedicate a song to anybody on the radio? On the radio? Yeah. And uh, While you're doing a show, ever dedicate a song? Uh, not to my knowledge. Oh, back in my 70 days, back in the 70s, I worked at a station that played music. So I, I told the disc jockey, I was never a disc jockey. I was never in a position to spin a record. Spin them records. They had them back then, by the way. They had records back then. And, um, I came on to do either my news or my sports and, and I asked the, the DJ or whoever, play the song for somebody and they did and then i got a call it was from a different person with the same name <laughs> thanking me <laughs> that was it Ruh-roh. one time i did it uh. never saw the person but that was it you know alabama fans are so used to being number one in football but not in basketball until yesterday and you know we talked about this at length yesterday morning could alabama Get enough votes to become number one in the nation, and they are in both the AP. Now, we don't hear much about the coaches polling basketball, but they're also number one there, I think, for the very first time. And for the first time since 02, the 02-03 season, they are number one in men's college basketball poll. And I understand, look, it's sometimes the kiss of death because you don't stay there very long, but who cares? It happened with Auburn last year. We were pretty excited about it. And now it's Alabama. It's great for the state. If they don't stay number one, big deal. The key is what you do in the tournament. So I'm happy for them. Yeah, it's it's, it's funny how we always talk about, we always argue over where our teams need to be ranked, right? We're never high enough, whether, whether you're an Alabama or Auburn fan, whoever, right? You're always arguing about how, you know, they didn't get it right. And then you get to the top spot. And everybody's like, well, it's really not that big of it. It's an accomplishment to get to the top spot, regardless of where you are in the season. Now, I do know coaches for a fact would prefer not to be. You want to be hovering around two or three in any poll uh, until it matters most. Uh, you, you you don't want the target on your back. Uh, you want your kids to be stay motivated and stay hungry, and you don't want them settling uh, and, and, and taking a point where they're going to relax. So I can see it from a coaching standpoint, but no, it's it's pretty cool when your team gets to be number one. I think it helps in recruiting, certainly. It helps in recognizability. I think it helps in all aspects, and it certainly gives credence to the state. You know, the fact that we had Auburn number one last year and Alabama number one this year, I think it's great for a state that's been labeled strictly football for both schools 
back-to-back years. So I don't care what Nate Oates says, the rat poison, whatever. And, you know, he may say that publicly, privately. He's got to be very happy. And, you know, he just got a contract raise, so that justifies. I think privately he's got to feel this is really fantastic, you know, that I got my program to be number one coming in from Buffalo. I wasn't well-known around these parts. I I wasn't like a a big-time coaching name. And, you know, kudos to him in the program for what he's done. So here's the deal, though. Now they face what could be their toughest road game when they go to Tennessee. And Auburn was a very tough road game. We'll see if Tennessee, and that's a Wednesday game. So we'll be talking with Travis Ryer about that. And we'll move on from that. Meanwhile, on the other sport that we follow closely, football, they confirmed the hires. Tommy Reese, Kevin Steele. And Austin Armstrong. If you don't know Armstrong, he's an inside linebackers coach who came from Southern Miss. Rees, of course, is the new offensive coordinator. Kevin Steele is the new defensive coordinator, which, by the way, is his third go-round with the program, third time he's been associated with uh, Nick Saban. So that gives us a a lot to talk about this morning with the uh, Crimson Tide. Uh, Some other stories. You just heard the the national news story, uh, the tragedy at Michigan State. And all athletic events, all campus activities has been suspended for 48 hours at least. And that could affect Michigan State basketball team's game, their next game, in the wake of a shooting in which three people were killed and at least five critically uh, wounded. Names haven't been released. The suspect took his own life with a gunshot wound, and they have not identified who he is, although authorities are saying he's not affiliated with Michigan State. Uh, the shooting occurred on campus. And kind of a, another story. I got a question for you. You're Being, your, being the, the news guy that you are, why do we call guys, other than it just seems to be tradition, or something, tradition is not the right word, but why do we always call guys in stories like that the suspect? What should you call him? The guy who uh, initiated the shooting. What What else would you call him? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just asking. But That's but a, by, but the but the word itself suggests that we suspect he did it. No, we pretty much know he did it. I mean, well, he, I don't know why authorities use that term. Uh, we just follow what they do just to keep it safe. Uh, but uh, the suspect is no longer around. Right. So should we just? What should we say? I don't know. I don't. I, cause, cause well, has- I think because Mark, I, I'm going to go back in, in history in a sense because in this day and age we forget that you're you know innocent until proven guilty. So there really hasn't been you say suspect because he hasn't actually been tried and convicted. I'm mm. I'm just throwing out stuff. Yeah. I don't. I'm not saying that's the Reaching reason. Reaching that Law and Order bag. I got you. Yeah. Well, I I was you know raised on that kind of upbringing in the news department that you know you you're you're innocent until proven guilty. There was no trial. Guy takes his own life, so they say a suspect. They assume he's the suspect. They assume he's the killer. But you know that uh, you know there's you never know in this day and age. All you have to do is you know look around and see instances where you thought someone was responsible and it turned out somebody else was. But anyway, no affiliation. Court authorities say the guy had no affiliation with the campus. He just went on campus and started shooting. So wow. Uh, and that other story too. New Mexico State, not a not a program we follow very closely, of course. But 
their basketball team, their season is canceled, okay? And the reason is because the the president of the university uh, said that there was hazing going on, and so now the Western Athletic Conference has uh, canceled all the games. Uh, What happened? Police say that uh, at least three suspects or players, three players uh, were hazing a teammate, kidnapping, all that kind of stuff, so their program is washed out for the rest of the season so kind of some crazy stories going on you know overnight for sure i had a, a, a kind of fascinating story because i've been watching the, have you you have netflix have you seen the bill russell netflix documentary yet? i have not i hope you and alex and uh steven get a chance to watch it because it really you talk about going back in history and 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 maybe enlighten them as to you know one of the greatest players ever, not just as a player, Mark, but as an activist and so forth, and what he accomplished. I finished watching the second episode yesterday, and I bring this up because Bill Russell would not sign autographs. He was adamant; he wouldn't even sign for teammates. Some of the teammates were quoted, and and what I liked about the documentary is the fact that they combined players from his years. With players today, like Steph Curry is quoted widely during the documentary, and some of the current players talked about the legacy of Bill Russell. But Russell had this thing he would not sign. He didn't feel that he owed the public his signature, didn't even think it was worthwhile. I say that because yesterday a story came out. Bryce Harper, arguably one of the, let's say, uh, celebrities in Major League Baseball, was walking through an airport. person came up to him and asked him for an autograph. Uh, they, I think they wanted a hat autographed. Bryce Harper couldn't find his Sharpie to sign the hat. So he took a pen, signed his left footwear, whatever he was wearing, and gave his left shoe to the autograph seeker and walked through the airport with on one shoe. <laughs> that I have never heard of before. No, that is a, unique. That is indeed. A, uh... And look, there's a Sharpie right here. How about that? It goes to the saying, would you give the shirt off your back to help somebody? Well, he gave his shoe. His left sneak. Yep. Okay. And that's something. That is something. We're going to talk. I have, if, if Nick can come up with something on the Super Bowl, uh, I'm hoping it gets Jalen Hurts, but something. We're going to talk about the ratings. They went through the roof yesterday. And so did the concert. So did Rihanna. Did you was, see how high she got? Well, that's where I was going next. Uh, yeah, she got number two, second all-time mark behind Katy Perry. Fantastic. No, I just meant because she was on the platform. Oh, yeah. Very good. Okay. I caught on. Yeah, it takes a while in the morning. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. So, uh, Nick, having the big heart that he is, is the reason why we do these $7 million spots at the Super Bowl. He went out and got us a bag of popcorners. That's right. The Breaking Bad product right here. In the studios of WNSP, got the white cheddar flavor, never fried, 140 calories per serving, the crunchy and wholesome popped corn snack. And I will uh, I will give it a taste test. You going to give it a little taste test? Sure, why not? All right. We're going to do that now, or are you going to do later. it after your scoreboard? Well, it'd have to be a little later. I've eaten so much fruit back there and cereal that I'm... Not ready for any more food yet. Okay. Well, how about you? But you, uh, you may be starving. Go well, ahead. No, I be think, my first. I think we want. Uh, I think we want to get a reaction that is genuine. So if I like it, we want to make sure that you give a genuine rea- reaction to whether you like it or not. We don't want you to. We don't want you to 
see me like it and you feel like you have to like it because Nick did, you know, such a nice gesture. And brought well, I would in. say I would be polite anyway. That's the way I am. I would oh, thank not him. me because if it were, well, well I'm going to thank you. But if it's not any good, I'm going to tell you it's not any good. But I have a sneaking suspicion they're addictive. You've always been very. Uh, Listen, they're addictive. You, you, you seem to dive into food. I haven't ever heard you criticize food at all. Oh, there's tons of food I don't like. I haven't heard you, though. Oh. Not on Name the air. Three foods you don't like. There what? Name three foods you don't like. Off the top of my head? Yeah, you said you like a, you don't like a lot of foods. Uh, Let's see. Off the top of my head, oh, you hit me on a, Okay, you got me on the spot here. Sauerkraut. There's one. Ugh. Uh, onion. No, I like fried onions. And check that. Uh, What else? Don't I, liver. There's two. And, um... Squash. There's three. Boom. All right. How about that? Good job. Give me something harder next time. <laughs> Hopefully, popcorners isn't added to the no, list. No, popcorners, the crunchy and wholesome popcorn snack brought to you by Breaking Bad. Speaking of Super Bowl commercials, we're going to talk to David J. Maloney at 8.30. Maloney. Maloney. Well, so we'll do that. Also, uh, just call him. Yeah. Just keep calling. No, no, I only got to call him once. He'll he'll call he'll, he'll he'll call me back. Michael Knapp, uh, UMS right coach. Uh, we are in the sub regional uh, stage of the postseason. It's a win or go home. It's a five game series for all high school teams still alive. We will talk to the UMS coach at six thirty. Um, yes, sir. No, I'm just trying to count up. So that's all you have to win five now. You have tonight, yes. then the regional. Yeah, you got to you got how many in So the, you win tonight, you're in the sweet 16 right. of the uh of the playoffs in Montgomery. And then you got to win two there, which puts you in the final four. Okay, I, all right. So it's two before you get to Birmingham, you have to win three. That's correct. Thank you. You're welcome. I didn't realize that. Uh Travis Fryer will join us at seven o'clock. Jerry Palm on some college basketball at seven thirty. Don't forget we have the WNSP Days of Revelry. So if you hear the Mardi Gras sounder, we have a prize pack for you. Uh, 8 o'clock, tell everybody we've got a special guest. Well, yesterday I gave a call to Dana Tony. We had him on, Mark. Was, didn't he, we went, wasn't he on live with us once? Yes. I say live, in person. I'm sorry, live, obviously. In person at it Blunt one year. I think he came out there. I, that's when we met him. And I, I had jotted his number down, so it, it flashed yesterday that why not? I also have Kadarius, but I knew he wouldn't call back, so that was accurate. Um, so I called Dana and I said, how would you like to join us? I was thinking if he wasn't available, maybe the principal at Blunt yeah. or maybe the high school coach at the time, Lev Holly. But I wanted to get the father on because, as you know, in this day and age, you see it at all these games. They're always interviewing the mom or the dad and they're always getting their expression. Found out that Dana could not make it to the Super Bowl and we'll find out why and get his reaction to his son's performance. All right, so we got a good one lined up for you. It is Valentine's Day, so we want to hear your best, worst stories. Maybe uh, the love doctor in there could play some uh, either Valentine's Day songs or some some love songs or some anti-love songs. You either win or you learn. That's how I feel. You either win or you learn. Obviously, we had a big-time goal in the end that we wanted to accomplish, and we came up short, you know, I think the beautiful part about it is everyone experiences different pains. Everyone di- experiences different um, agonies of life. But you decide if you want to learn from it. You decide if you want to use that to be a teachable moment. And I, I 
know what I'll do. I don't I don't do this to to be loved. I don't do this to be hated. I don't do this to seek anyone else's approval. I do it for the guys in the locker room. For the love and the thrill of growing. Six twenty three. For a second there, I wasn't sure if that was sports related or Valentine's Day related. That, that I thought it was a little bit of both there. I was Kind of caught off guard, but that was Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he uh, that was after the, the post game. Uh, Senior Bowl 57, watched by an estimated 113 million people, according to preliminary numbers, just preliminary. And that would make the Chiefs win over the Eagles the third most watched TV show in history. The 2015 Patriots Seattle game holds the record over 114 mil, but the concert, Rihanna. Halftime show averaged 118.7 million viewers, second only to Katy Perry. How about that? The numbers. And again, I guess they're still bringing together numbers. This is not just from Fox, but from streaming, from all the other outlets that you can have people watching uh, the game. I guess phones, things like that. I don't know how they do that, but more credit to them for getting it done. And so th- this would be number three on the list of all-time watch Super Bowls. So it worked out very well. And, and Mark, I, I was reading an update that uh, at USA Today, you know, they, they, they did the uh, update on the ad meter. And, of course, they had the farmer's dog commercial as far and away number one animal, obviously. I saw of interest, too. They used fo- six different dogs to get that commercial done. But they also uh, kind of roasted Terry Bradshaw, as you did yesterday, for his comments, uh, felt that it was not a good place for it. Yeah. Although they did say that Bradshaw was correct in one regard, that when he brought up about the cheeseburger, that Andy Reid really likes cheeseburgers. Oh, well, in that case, by all means. They let's, felt some let, of the other stuff. Let's fat shame the yeah. uh, Super Bowl winning coach right there on the podium they, before we give him the award. They felt that Terry was a little off base over the edge on some of the other comments he made and probably should not be doing that anymore. Get yes. somebody else in there. You got big uh, va- Valentine's Day plans. No, you not and at all. you and uh, Miss Barbara. No, Barbara's got other social activities today. Uh, we've already exchanged val- little Valentine things uh, like chocolate, strawberries, things like that. Uh, no, this will be a very quiet day. I've got other plans, and it doesn't involve Valentine's Day. It involves getting stuff fixed, like you did yesterday, right? Did you get your new tires? Oh yeah, I, 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 life caught up with me yesterday. I did all the things that. Uh, I've got a, I've got an issue. Maybe your appers can help. Uh, I have an iPad. Just not, one issue? Well, with an iPad. Not this one. This is my old one. The new one, less than two months old, it's gone black. It crapped out on you. Exactly. Now, my daughter in Colorado was trying to work me through it yesterday, telling me what buttons to push. Nothing happened. I can't get anything to come up on it. So there is no Apple store to go to here. And... So she suggested, and I, you know, I, I don't like going out to stores, shopping, and things like that. That I go to Best Buy and have them take a look at it. So and try to get this thing resolved. The thing will just not work. Hmm. Brand new, two months old. Well, I say brand new, and nothing's coming up. What about you, Nick, uh, and your uh, lady friend from the uh, Mardi Gras ball? Y'all got any? Uh you got any uh, Valentine's Day plans that you may or may not remember tonight? Uh, no, she um, doesn't live in this state. Oh, so she's one of those. It's difficult for me to uh, do anything. You um, are going to call her, though, right? Wish her a happy Valentine's Day? 
Maybe. If I can remember the number. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I know I wrote it down somewhere. Nick's girlfriend lives in Canada, everybody. Yeah, wink, she, wink. <laughs> she an escapee? Uh, yeah, she... Uh, you know, they've been saying a lot about um, aliens in the news. She she may be one of the illegal ones. I figure she was a balloon hunter or something, man. Yeah, she she came she she uh, came to Mobile on, on a Chinese spy balloon. <laughs> Very uh, romantic. Yeah, romantic. It's a great love story. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, I'm glad we got all that. So like 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 uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie where he's in the bubble. But he still falls in love, and they're kissing through the bubble. Yeah. That's how it was, except she was in a Chinese spy balloon. Yeah. We know what plans you have tonight, so. Yeah, we're pretty well set. Yeah. yeah, we're hooping it up. Yeah. So. All right, speaking of hoops, let's uh, let's talk some hoops with the uh, UMS right basketball coach, Michael Knapp. I have not had him on yet this season, so uh, time flies, man. Quick quick season, here we are. Uh, sub-regional round already. We'll also have some Chick-fil-A for you this uh, this hour, so uh, stay tuned. The opening kickoff continues right here on the Sports Station WNSP. Nick Sharp today. That's a good one. Yeah, well, that's something you don't hear a whole lot of in the NBA. What defense? Yeah, what? Uh, that was a clip, and I didn't, I didn't come out and tell him to get that one, but that was a clip that was played on the overnight show. I heard, and what it was was Kyrie and Doncic playing together, and one was supposed to take the shot that maybe could tie the game, and they got it didn't work out. They, too much passing or whatever, and I guess not having played together very much. So here, here you got two great players, and nothing comes of it. And so uh, T Wolves wind up uh, winning the game. On the line with us right now is the longtime UMS Wright men's basketball coach Michael Knapp. We should point out that in the sub regional, the UMS Wright girls advance with a win yesterday. Michael, welcome to the opening kickoff. Good morning. How are you today? Good morning, men. Doing very well. Good. Give us a preview of tonight's game. Yeah, so tonight we host Escambia County, who uh, was actually with us up in Birmingham last year. We watched them play um, their semifinal game um, while we were waiting to play our game the next day. So, uh, playoff-tested team um, that was in the 4A state final last year. Of course, last year we were in the the 5A classification, so we didn't run into them. Um, But, you know, two teams that, that went a long way last year and that have expectations and hopes of doing the same this year and 
Um, like I told our guys at practice yesterday, I said there's there's 32 teams left in 4A, and for 16 of them, today's their last practice. So it's our job to make sure that, that we get to earn another practice tomorrow. Coach, uh, not telling you you don't already know, but you want your guys playing at a certain level headed into this. You want to be at your peak. How do you feel like your guys are playing right now going into the uh, the, the five-game stretch here? Um, I, I really thought our area final game last Thursday night was one of the more complete games we've played uh, in a while. So, you know, it's one game. Can't read too much into it. Um, but, you know, our guys, are, our guys work hard. They prepare hard. At, at this time of year, you, you got to have you know the ball bounce your way a little bit, but you've also yeah. just you got to be locked in defensively. You know you can always control, you can always control defensive effort and defensive mindset and executing a game plan. There are things you cannot always control in our game. You have to live with a little chaos, but you can always control that, and that's something that that we hang our hat on every night. So that's what we'll do tonight. Uh, you got some experienced guys, obviously, on that roster. How much does that play into going into the postseason and 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 just kind of going through all that once before? Yeah, you know, we had last year we we, we played seven guys. We, we really didn't go very deep into our bench, but five of those seven uh, will be on the floor tonight. Um, so they've certainly been through these type of games before, and you know, we've used that that mindset several times this year against some teams that we played that. You know, we've played in a lot of big games on some big stages with a lot at stake and probably more than our opponents have. That will not be true tonight. Escambia County is, has done, you know, the same the same amount of, of winning and postseason success the last year. So um, we don't have that advantage tonight. But I think over the course of the year, it, it has been an advantage. Michael Knapp, our guest here on WNSP. Uh, talk a couple about a couple of your guys. I know uh, it's you got a, a, a bunch of experience here, but I guess it starts with uh, with Bridges yeah. and, and guys like Arthur Chitty and guys that have been in that program for a while yep. now. Yeah, you know, you just you just named two three year starters. Bridges Simmons went over fifteen hundred career points uh, in the area tournament, um, passing the the nineteen ninety eight Mister Basketball Sam Haganis. Um, of course, my coach and Sam's coach, Kemper Todd, didn't didn't let us shoot as much as I let my guys shoot. Right. Sam probably would have been a three thousand point guy if he played for me. Uh, but <laughs> um, you know, Bridges is a heck of a player, uh, tremendous point guard, scoring guard, um, and it's you know, kind of just been the the engine of the car for us for these uh, for these last three seasons. And man, Arthur Chitty's just a workhorse on the block, um, great defensive player. Uh, finisher around the rim, um, fantastic rebounder. Of course, the you know the school record holder in the in the state champion last year in the high jump and going to Sanford to be on the track and field team. So a tremendous leaper. Um, so both of those guys have have done a, a fantastic job for us all year. Um, you know, Joe Lott is, is another starter that's really come on strong and shooting the ball really well. Tremendous athlete you know, that you guys I know kept up with during the football season. And, um, you know, he's been fantastic. Um, Hayden Nagy is, is really our perimeter defensive stopper. You know, we put him on the other team's best perimeter player, and, and he does a fantastic job at that. Uh, offensively, he, he doesn't hurt us. He doesn't make mistakes. He's not really looking to score the ball a whole lot, but his value is so great on the defensive end. Uh, and he's also one of our team captains just because of the, the great leadership he's displayed all year for us. Um, Christopher Jones is, is a senior that comes off the bench. 
really tough defender, really good shooter, um, kind of a heart and soul kind of guy, glue guy when he comes in. Um, and then, you know, we have a bunch of sophomores and, and juniors who, who really fill up the stat sheet every night and do a great job for us. Michael Knapp is the head coach of the U.S. Wright men's uh, basketball team. They're playing tonight against Escambia County. So has your team been tested a lot this year? Have you had a lot of down-to-the-wire games? You know, we really had an up-and-down kind of yearly. I mean, it's been uh, – it, we've had stretches. We had a stretch from um, mid-December to mid-January where we, we played 500. I mean, we would – we would win two, lose two, win two, lose two. Some of that was just the the ins and outs of the level of competition in the schedule, and some of it was just inconsistent play. So to battle through that together I think was big. We're, we're playing well right now. We've won six of our last seven. Um, and, and, look, it's big to be playing at home right now. You know, that was one of our season goals. That is, uh, that is a, that's a big deal to be playing this game in Wilson Gym tonight and not having to go on the road. Um, I think that's a big advantage. Coach, uh, what time y'all tip? Six, seven o'clock? Yeah, six o'clock. Six o'clock p.m. All right. Well, Coach, we really do appreciate it. We wish you the best of luck. And uh, I'm assuming tickets are on GoFan? Uh, tickets are on GoFan. You have to, when you look for it, you have to search AHSAA. Yeah. Not, not the school name like you usually do. It's a little bit cumbersome. But, yes, tickets are on GoFan. If you come to the school, we've got a little uh, – breadboard that you can take a picture of and it'll take you right to it martin yeah it's it's that time uh, of year where who's who's mcgill got tonight uh theodore theodore in the uh 6a oh yeah yeah wow that's a fun one yeah well let's hope not let's hope not but uh hey coach we appreciate it congratulations (laughs) on all the success and uh good luck tonight all right thanks guys yep it's uh michael knapp ladies and gentlemen Thought it was nice how Michael uh, gave his capsules of many of his key players this year, and, and dig, dug deep into what they contribute to the team. Yeah, uh, you know there are a few coaches out there that uh, that recognize when you know it's not all about putting it in the hole. There are a, a number of different other uh, avenues to which you can contribute to your team. So, uh, very good, very cool. So uh, I guess we'll, most of the games start at six tonight because it. Yours, yeah, because there's no too, right? yeah, there no there no double headers. Right. Uh, usually, girls fall, uh, but girls started their sub regionals yesterday. So, so I want to ask you. I was going to ask Michael this, but I got to ask you too. So, in other words, if you if you don't know anything about this Go Fan or whatever, like if I wanted to go to the game, right, I can't just give them a couple of dollars and get in. No, first of all, it would cost more than a couple. Well, you know what yes. I mean. I, I whatever it is, right. seven or eight dollars. Yeah, you'd have to get them online, digital tickets, and they turn you away. They turn me away and say, go home. Uh, you can go wherever you want. You don't have to go home. But well, you're not, you know getting, what but you're not getting in the gym. I mean, you're Lee Shervanian. I'm sure you could find well, it. Well, it's not. A, I'm just saying if somebody, I'm sure there's a lot of people are like me who don't understand or know about all this. Go fan. Go get your tickets, this and that, and online. That's all I'm saying. Right. In other words, I'm doing this for the public out there so they know <laughs> You're what fighting to do. the good fight for the. Uh, I'm trying. I'm. I'm. For, right. the, for the little guy. I'm a, a fan activist, yeah. right. Let's get them all in there. seems to me that if people want to come out and watch the game and they're willing to pay, you put them in no matter how it, whatever it takes. Yeah. No, it's 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 not difficult. Now, I'm not sure. We've had this conversation. I'm not sure your phone uh, oh, has, I know the it cap- won't work. has the capability or the technology to get the ticket. I but, know it doesn't. Um, I barely have enough energy in the phone to make a phone call. But here's the thing. You could go online I guess on your iPad and print the ticket, maybe you could do that. 
Yeah, or you could go on your computer back there and probably print the ticket, and then they could just scan that. Things are just so complicated these days. Mm-mm-mm. Yes. You just you just prefer a good old cash. Cash. Yeah. I don't I don't blame or you. Or I could I'm show my you. press pass for me. Right. But I'm talking about others out there who don't know about these things. And I guess most of the people who are going to the game already are very well aware yes, of it. Yes, they are. But I'm talking about maybe people in my age group okay. who might want to go to the game. Right. Always fighting for the uh, the 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 <laughs> those that don't have a voice. You're a superhero, Lee. That's your superpower. You fight for those that can't I doubt fight it's for gonna themselves. Make a cha- it's not going to make a change, though. So do they not even have ticket takers anymore at these games? No, they have somebody that sits there and, and, and a- accepts the little thing on your little phone there. Or watches you do huh. it so you don't have, you know. Yeah, they, they, they don't take tickets per se. They're kind of like they're uh, so bouncers. You so you can't even save your tickets for souvenirs anymore. You have people like, I've been to houses where they have strings of tickets up there i went to this i covered this i covered that a lot of high school a lot of high school tickets on those walls lee uh no 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 yeah more college and pro yeah super bowls things like that yeah well look at it this way if if you were to buy tickets online you'd never lose them because you can always access them i got you did you ever save your when you went to the super bowl your tickets do you still have them yes i saved them do i still have them i have no idea they might be somewhere around I went to two of them. I don't. I don't. I. I doubt there. Well, I don't know. There might be somewhere. I ain't looking for them anytime soon. Who performed at the games you went? Oh you man, remember? I don't even. I don't okay. even know. I was at the age where you didn't really care about yeah. that. I was just all excited about the games. So I was just a kid. So I have no idea. I'd have to go back and look. You know what? That'll be fun. Maybe I'll do that at the break. So when we come back, let's do this. Let's uh, offer you up some Chick Fil A. How about that, Ooh, Travis? Nice Fryer. Valentine's Day gift, Chick Fil A. You think? Yeah. You think you can score big with the with the you uh, get the misses? You get, a, get a gift card and then you take your uh, your a nice romantic dinner at Chick Fil A for sure. What are you gonna get? A little fruit cup if they have it available. Yes, maybe some uh, chicken tortilla soup. Do they still Ooh, have that? It's seasonal, but that you're I quite like, you're yeah. quite the ladies' man. Yeah, I am. They, they got the heart shaped trays. They do. Too. You know. What more do you want? More importantly, what more do you need? You know, the love doctor here on WNSP. So Lee's, uh, Lee's, Lee's, Lee's can, Lee could be your Valentine's Day planner. If you need ideas, if you're up against it, maybe you got busy at work. You're looking to save a buck. Yeah, Valentine's Day snuck up on you. This is, this is it. Call Lee. 694-1055. There's never a fee for his services. Wait a minute, that's that's the studio line. Well, I I didn't know if you wanted me to, I don't. to give him your, your personal cell. So actually Nick will be the one answering. He'll pat you through. We have a receptionist oh, here named Nick. Oh, you want to go live I'm on like the, the air secretary. then. Yeah, and, and what we can do is he can take your information and he'll process all that in that monster computer brain of his mm-hmm. and he Chick-fil-A. I could eat there seven times a day Where the people laugh and children play Oh, I'm in love with Chick-fil-A 6.52 A little love song there, kinda I mean, who doesn't love Chick-fil-A? Waffle fries Oof, love waffle fries Have you actually, seriously? You've had waffle fries? Yeah, that's kinda all they sell at, uh 
Chick-fil-A. All right. I, I just can't get past the fruit cup you always talk about. Oh, yeah. So Or salads. You're, you're, or salads. Sounds like you're a big fry connoisseur, though. I'm asking um, me about the waffle fries. On salads. Oh, they, they do a nice salad, too. Oh, they really do. Three or four different types. Hey, look. Let's get into the question, okay? Let's get into it, Lee. All right. Jalen Hurts. Three touchdowns on the ground. Established a new Super Bowl record for quarterbacks and tied the all-time mark of who? Who was the only other player that scored three touchdowns rushing in a Super Bowl? If you know the answer, Nick knows the answer, 694-1055. Go to work. All right, and you get a little Valentine's Day gift for your honey. Honey. For your sweetie. Now, wait a minute. Also, this is open to uh, the ladies and females. You can also respond and get a chick-fil-a doesn't Ooh. have to be a guy all right so probably i'm just i'm just speculating here but a chick-fil-a gift if you're a woman to the man probably goes over better than a man to a woman i'm guessing it pro- again what do i know i I'm, I'm certainly the last person that could answer that but it could i mean would would miss barber be more excited about a chick-fil-a gift card from you than you would that's a bad example because you have yeah, a whole bunch of them. right um She's a salad person. Yeah. You're a, no, I didn't know this. You're kind of a salad person now, uh, too. There isn't anything at Chick-fil-A you're branching, I haven't yeah, eaten. You're branching off. There isn't anything I haven't eaten. I'm just saying. Well, if you know the answer, and I will give you a tiny, tiny hint, although we may already have a winner, it was a running back who established this. There's somebody in the app that already took a guess. So I don't want to say it because it might be the answer. Yeah, it's too bad we can't go like that through the app too. But they don't give their names, so it's impossible. It is difficult to to do it. Do we have an answer? Do we have a winner there? All right, just tell us who the guy. Who's the lucky winner? Kevin. Kevin got the answer, and the answer is Terrell Davis of Denver. And someone in the app actually had gotten that answer correct. So congratulations. Now the question is, will our winner be using it as a Valentine's Day gift? Hard to say. I, I'll tell you a Valentine's story, and it's only because I'm third party to this, but yesterday, and you go to Publix. Freaky. Yeah. So my wife was shopping at Publix, and she ran into Alec Naiman there. What? Which made her day. But she started talking to somebody who was buying flowers, and big time, okay? Like, he, for whatever reasons, the conversation got into, well— he uh, he went online and saw they were like $200 plus. Then he contacted a florist in town, found out they were $100 plus. So they decided, wait a second, <laughs> let me try Publix. That's <laughs> where he was buying his flowers from. I'm not here to tell anybody where to go to get flowers. Heck, pick them out in the library if you want for all I care. But <laughs> that's like, that's uh that was a story that was related to so, me. So, but yesterday. what you are saying is it's probably more financially responsible to buy your your flowers at Publix. I, I, I can't say I'm, I can't go on record as saying that. I don't know because I don't know what the other party likes. No, but from a financial standpoint, it sounds like it makes more sense. Yes. Okay. But so I'm not. I'm not here to sell Publix. Eh, it kind of sounds like you are. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you it's this Valentine's Day story. That's all I'm saying. It's uh, I'm not here to push anybody or anything. All right, so what are you guys doing for Valentine's Day? Are you guys doing anything? I mean, it is a Tuesday after all. Makes it a little bit tougher, more difficult. Nick, you got plan? You don't have plans because your your uh, made up girlfriend lives in Canada. Balloon hunting. Is Balloon- this a, a catfish? You said made up. It's made up. Well, well just because a catfish is. 
other than a fried seafood dish? <laughs> yes. Well, yes. We watched some anti Teo documentary. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying you're being catfished. I'm just saying you made her up. I mean, I'm being we hear floundered. this. We <laughs> we hear this. We hear this extravagant story, which seems a, a, a wee bit embellished yesterday, about how oh, let me backtrack. No, I wasn't so pla- I wasn't so wrecked that I couldn't get home because I had this girl with me. This quote unquote girl with me. <laughs> what gave it away is first of all, she you said she was attractive, so. You know, oh, I have my care, be careful. Well, I have my be doubts careful. because it's Nick, right? So, um, well, Nick's not a bad looking guy. I, Look, I'll, 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 let me use one of your lines. I'm not here to tell you whether he is or not. All right, I'll, I'll show you a um, I'll show you a picture of her during the break. Now, yeah. she may look a lot like the uh, Pikachu Macy's yeah. Day yeah. Thanksgiving balloon, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and don't conjure up somebody just out of nowhere. We want to see the real picture, not, yeah. not you know going on the internet and finding a model. Maybe that Tom I'm, Brady's maybe I'm dating. WNSP's Manti Teo. Yes, we have similar complexion. Yeah, we both played linebacker in our prime. <laughs> Does he have a uh, card from when he was seven years old? I'm sure. Someone in the app post pic of Triple G Lady an app or it's not real. Yeah, I'm not doing that, you little creep. We need a we need a little we need a little visual evidence here that there was indeed a date. I think that's fair. Get her on the phone. We didn't start this. You brought her into the conversation yesterday. What's your first name? Seriously, I know you said Izzy. That's just a I'm sure nickname. What's her real name? Isadora. Isabel. Oh. Isadora. Isabel. Uh, uh, quick, think of something. Quick, <laughs> come up with something. Uh, Izzy, Izzy stands for Izzy Lion or Izzy Izzy, Telling the Truth? Yeah, and you know somebody named, but he has a male name, Izzy. That's why I had my. That was one of the things that, like, this is all made up. Referring to too, all made up. Is this all made up? Seriously, Nick, I'm having. Would I ever lie to you, people? Yes, but Uh, is this made up? And this delicious, this potentially delicious snack that he brought is is another reason he's trying to he's trying to misdirect. See. Nick got us Popcorners. That's right. The delicious-looking product that made popular by the Super Bowl Breaking Bad commercial that we're going to dive into, the white cheddar crunchy and wholesome popped corn snack. Hey, before we uh, chew on this, can you play the commercial to lead into it? Yeah, I can do that. All right. But you can't put a picture of this girl in the I, app. I'll post I'll post some visual evidence in the app, people, but uh, nothing that, you, that no creepy people can do anything... Uh, with to uh yeah okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> very good here comes travis ryer your crimson tide basketball team ranked number one in the country it's the opening kickoff right here on the sports station is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. 
All right, 7.04 here on Valentine's Day edition of the opening kickoff. Thanks for hanging with us. Mark and Lee in the studios at WNSP. We'll take your phone calls here in a little bit. Why don't we check in with Travis Ryer from 24-7 BAM Online. Talk some Alabama because that's kind of our big story with basketball at number one, the uh, confirmation of the coordinators coming on. Travis, good morning. How are you today? I'm great. How are you guys? Okay, let's go back in history now. Let's go back to 2002, the last time Alabama was ranked number one. Where were you? What were you doing? I think it was around Christmas season, um, right? I think it was uh, sort of mid-season-ish. It wasn't the conference season, so I'm going to say, gosh, I think maybe we were just a few days away from welcoming our third child, who is now... 21 years old. Wow. So that kind of puts it into perspective. Do you remember who some of the players were on that team back in 02, 03, whatever it was? Gosh, I, I don't right now off the top of my head. I didn't know we were going to do a, um, an exam, um, a history exam. Yeah, you got to be prepared um, on this show. It was obviously a Godfrey team. I don't know if that was Erwin Dudley and some of those guys, Pat. I, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. Let's bring it up to date now. You know, Nate Oates, of course the obligatory, well, you know, or rat poison or something like that. But seriously, if you talk to him in private, don't you think he'd be ecstatic about this? Sure. Uh, you know, look, everyone loves to talk about Ken Palm these days and RPIs, right? And, and, and those are really the important metrics, I guess, when you're talking about potential tournament season. But there is no doubt that when it comes to uh, social media and promoting to recruits, uh, the Associated Press and coaches' polls still matter in terms of recruiting impact and marketing your program. Those are the polls that still resonate. So, um, absolutely, uh, I think from that standpoint, he's very happy to, to have the program in that spot. I mean, that's kind of been his goal all along. I think he's also tempering that, obviously, with there's still so much work to be done. And ultimately, it comes down to one event, the NCAA tournament, and you know, what kind of basketball are you playing going into March? And so uh, they've got big games still on the horizon beginning uh, with tomorrow night in Knoxville and then, you know, looking ahead to a rematch with Auburn and some, uh, we've talked about it before, February was always going to be sort of the proving grounds for exactly how elite is this team uh, as it heads into the postseason. You know, Travis, I'm not a, an expert on this. And again, you know how these games are. They take on a new life of their own every time you go. But if, if as I look to Alabama maybe being undefeated in conference play, and I can't remember the last time a team did that in the SEC, the game that I would be most concerned with, and I could be totally off on this, is the Texas A&M road game. I, I don't Tennessee. I've seen Tennessee play this year. They don't. They don't shoot it. They don't shoot well. The games I've seen. No, you're right. Uh, yeah, I mean A&M is in a great position right now. Buzz, you talk about coaches liking the position his team is in. A&M, at this point, I'm, I'm wondering how aren't, you know, how aren't they ranked, but um, going back to the polls. But, you know, they just keep stacking wins in the league. Um, obviously, they had their struggles in the non-con. But, uh, man, since conference play has gotten underway, they kind of remind me of Alabama a couple of years ago with, uh, you know, Herb Jones and that team that you didn't really see it coming once conference play got started, but they just ran through it and won the regular season title. So, uh, absolutely, that final regular season game in College Station 
uh, could be a lot on the line. And that's why I think tomorrow night's important for Alabama, too, because if you do take care of business in Knoxville, now you've got the road wins at Auburn, at Tennessee under your belt, and you could have some house money to play with um, by the time you go to A&M in a, in a couple, three weeks. The other thing, too, and I'm thinking outside the box, the fact that Auburn was number one last year and now Alabama, I, I think it's just great for this state, which has always had this football label uh, addressed to it. And now the basketball teams, one after another, number one. I, I think it's terrific. Oh, there's no doubt. Um, you know, you've got two coaches doing tremendous jobs at both the programs, and uh, it's become increasingly important for both fan bases. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And, you know, just last Saturday was a great showcase for, for basketball in the state with college game day down on the plains and, you know, to have that kind of tooth and nail sort of game on the, on the heels of that, um, the, 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 it was a, it was a, it was a great Saturday for college basketball in Alabama. Well, and then don't forget golf too. Cause I don't know what was more impressive. Brandon Miller's dunk or that, uh, that full court putt at halftime by the, uh, by the student, man. I, I don't, I don't even know if there's any skill there, right? You just kind of hit it and hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, just get it going, right? Yeah. Um, hopefully, there's not a lot of break in that putt. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it, you know, it had the speed of something you'd see at Augusta National in April. I yeah. guess you know, it's uh, rolling about eighteen point five on the stem. So, yeah, the degree of difficulty for that putt was uh, was up there, no doubt. Talking with Travis Ryer, the other story, of course, the confirmation, not that it's a surprise to anybody, about Steele coming aboard, Reese coming aboard, and also uh, Armstrong uh, coming in from Southern Miss. I know we've talked to you about these, so I don't know if there's much more you can say about it. But then I saw they're also bringing in this analyst called McNulty, who's had a connection with uh, Reese at Notre Dame. Yes, John McNulty um, goes back to... You always look at coaching trees, right? And so you think about Belichick. But even beyond Belichick, there was Parcells. And so and beyond Parcells, there was Ray Perkins. Uh, and, and so many of these guys come off of those sort of branches. And McNulty was a guy who actually um, worked for Tom Coughlin way back when. Um, and Coughlin obviously was under that um, – Parcells tree, so uh, you, you can you can do some connecting of dots, but man, you got to really connect a lot of constellation uh, to get back to John McNulty. But yeah, veteran guy, uh, Nick is like having that sort of presence in that role uh, in the past, so it certainly fits the bill from that perspective. And I think with you know the formal announcements of the three on the field assistants, it's maybe most interesting from a a breakdown of your 10 on the field guys and how that was going to work because uh, you obviously had Charles Kelly working in the secondary with Traveris Robinson. They were splitting the safeties and the corners um, with Austin Armstrong coming in and his background with inside linebackers figured he would work with the inside linebackers. But then Kevin Steele comes in with his inside linebacker experience and uh, coordinator experience and uh, right now anyway it looks like it's going to be five on offense five on defense whereas um, you know that that split was maybe a little different in, in previous years but you're going to have Kevin Steele it looks like again right now anyway as a standalone defensive coordinator um, you're going to have T-Rob it looks like working working entirely with the secondary we know Nick Saban spent a lot of time back there 
Um, you can add a grad assistant to the grad assistant that Saban likes to call himself if you need to do that, too. So uh, just in terms of how the numbers are going to break down on offense and defense was uh, – was pretty interesting. Do you think we'll see a bigger difference to the naked eye fans going out and watching on TV or at the game with the offense and the new coordinator or with the defense and Kevin Steele, styles of play? Will it change much? Yeah, I would probably go with offense on that one. Um, and, and not even so much because of the change in coordinator. I, I know we, we love to think about those changes and think that, you know, Alabama might be going to the wing tee now with Tommy Reese coming in or, you know, seven tight end formations. And look, there's going to be an incorporation of some of the things we certainly saw from Reese at Notre Dame. And uh, that would seem to be good news for the tight end position and, and the running backs as well. Uh, but I think, you know, it also always goes back to your personnel. You know, if if you brought Bryce Young back for another year, uh, I don't think you'd be looking to go to more of uh, a condensed approach, I guess you could call it, on offense. I I think, uh, uh, you know, with the change at quarterback and some of the physical attributes you have to work with the two guys you're bringing back at that position, um, I think that's going to impact, you know, how they go about their business as well. And I think they're anticipating – you know, especially in year two under Eric Wolford with that offensive line, um, some gains there with J.C. Latham coming back, with Tyler Booker coming back, Seth McLaughlin, and, you know, some of the guys that, that they have to work with up front um, and the running back position, you know, with, with the addition of the two uh, high fours, low uh, five-star types and, and Haynes and Young to go along with Jace McClellan and Roydell Williams and Jamarian Miller. Uh, I think this will be as much about personnel as it will be personal preference from a coordinator. Travis, we do appreciate it. I know it's a busy time, not only for you, but the Ryer family being Valentine's Day. I'm sure you guys are up against it. Yeah, I, I refer to the wife and I as Cupid and Stupid, and she is Cupid uh, with the chocolate store in Tuscaloosa. Uh, they had a record sales day yesterday, so I can only imagine what today will be like, but yeah, very thankful to everyone who, over these 16 years, have um, made Peterbrook chocolates here there in Tuscaloosa their their destination of choice for for uh, Valentine's Day treats. Can't beat it. Does she? Did she give you a Valentine's treat from the store? Anything in particular we should you know, know she about? Didn't, but you know, she did uh, get me a, a new MacBook Pro. You know, wow. Okay. So you know, that's the gift that keeps giving all year long, Clark. You know, wow. so absolutely, she that, she hooked me up. That's that's big time. All right, so I know you <laughs> on that thing. You could probably access all your work too. Where can people find your work, sir? Yeah, and it's a tax write off. Um, <laughs> BamaOnline.com, Alabama.247Sports.com. Either way, will get you to us. Take them wherever you can, Travis. On tax write offs, right. I'm with you on that. Hey, man, have a great right, week. Guys. Thanks for everything. Take care. Yep, that's Travis Ryer, ladies and gentlemen little uh, financial advice there, too. How about that? Scoreboard traffic and weather. Uh, we'll catch up with Dave McCrary over at LCM Motor, LCM Motorcars, lcmmotorcars.com. Jerry Palm's going to be along. We'll talk about the number one ranking for the Crimson Tide. Don't forget the WNSP Days of Revelry. We're just handing you a Mardi Gras prize bag, man. Just be the first one to call when you hear the Mardi Gras sounder, and boom. It's Valentine's Day. Nick put a picture See, this is why you can't trust Nick. What? What'd I do wrong? I put a picture in the app 
of my date. That's what y'all wanted. Y'all wanted proof. There she is. She's a stunner. She's cute, right? Yeah. Little pale. Yeah. Little round. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Stay with us. Scoreboard tracking weather next. My name is David Palmer, and I'm on WNFC 105.5. Kickoff continues on WNSP, and it's time to highlight the cars of the week with David McCrary at LCM Motor Cars in Theodore. All right, LCM Motor Cars, LCMMotorCars.com. Uh, I'm not sure if you've ever heard the story. It's just two local guys, man, bringing honesty back to the automobile business. Uh, number one place to shop for quality pre-owned vehicles in Theodore. Uh, LCM Motor Cars has been a fixture in the community since 2002. Uh, and under David McCurry has helped drivers from all over the area find their car, the one they need. Mobile, Pascagoula, Biloxi, Hattiesburg, they come from everywhere. Whether you're a new customer or been shopping for years, uh, you'll always be treated like family at LCM Motor Cars. In fact, their straightforward, no-nonsense approach to business is what continues to bring their customers back time and time again for their second, third, and even their fourth vehicles. So you got to go check out LCM Motor Cars and LCMMotorCars.com. 5711 US 90 right there in Theodore opens at 8 a.m., uh, 8 to 6 all week, 9 to 2 on Saturdays, closed on Sundays. And look, if they don't have what you're looking for, they will find it and they will get what you need. Check them out, LCM Motor Cars, LCMMotorCars.com. We'll take your phone call, 694-1055. It's the uh, opening kickoff here, and uh, you guys can jump in. I had a, a disappointing moment in baseball yesterday. They're bringing back the so-called ghost runner permanently. So that means an extra innings now uh, in baseball. Uh, they will start out the inning with a runner at second base, and that seems to be a fixture, and that was voted on. So uh, be ready for it. I'm ready. Are you ready for the Ghost Runner? I love me a ghost. we got to call it something different. I know. I don't like it either, but I don't know what other to call it. What do you call it? Extra inning runner? It's a substitute long. runner? Yeah, it's too long. Extra inning runner. The E-I-R. Do you remember Conrad Dobler? I know the name, yes. Yeah. He was a little before my time. He's considered the dirtiest player in the NFL during his playing days. I know when we used to do the shows with Tom Banks, he used to talk about playing with Conrad Dobler. <laughs> Played with the Saints for a little while, but mainly with the Cardinals. He passed away yesterday at the age of 72. Huh. How about that? You know, something we do need to get into. Um, did you see this story uh, with the Alabama A&M basketball team? I did. In the um, Mississippi Valley State cheerleader this girl was kicked out of the game she was ejected from the game uh i think it was saturday it took place the bulldogs won by the way for what it, for what it meant uh, but she was escorted off so basically what happened was the 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 cheerleaders are on the baseline performing or doing whatever there was a play the ball went out of bounds whatever and a player kind of went out of bounds and their her, their backs were kind of turned toward one another and she was kind of doing a routine and they actually made contact, and she looked over her shoulder all annoyed. Completely incidental. There's video of it. Not a big deal. So they go down to the other side of the court. They're playing. They come back to her side. There's a timeout. There's a whistle blown. She goes out on the court and confronts this guy. 
They had like seven or eight guys walk over security and escort the cheerleader out. It was the most bizarre thing I've seen in a long time at a basketball game. Even more so than the Uber Uber guy coming on the court in the NBA. That sounds similar. Well, that was staged. That that was uh that was they were just looking for clicks. But this this actually happened. So she was escorted out. I don't I don't ever remember a cheerleader getting ejected from a game. She, I've heard of sports information directors, but never a cheerleader. Yeah. So um. Good stuff there. Have you ever been ejected? No. From a game? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a game. No. Not you've been close. to games where I think you've seen people in the stands get ejected. I'm sure. Right? I've seen people removed from the gym. Right. Yes, I've never been. What would give you the sense that I? What would give you the idea that I've ever gotten when ejected? you were coaching? You told me you once in a while would lose it. Once in a while. Yeah. When you were coaching. I just I just play I, I play the game with my players. I know that that's what I'm pointing at. And so I was wondering if uh, what yeah. I should have said. Did you ever get? I don't know what it is in high school. If you get two technicals, you're out or no? Yeah, two technicals. First technical, uh, you have to sit. You can't uh, you can't walk or stand. You have to I sit did. on. Yeah, in high school, it's weird. I don't understand. I think it's dumb. You know the other thing I noticed. Wait a minute. Wait, so somebody. So okay, you get a technical. All right. So you have to sit. What if you get up? What if you have some reason to get up? You have to not relevant to during the, game. the during the flow of the game. If if the coach isn't seated after it's like uh, after your first technical, you can get teed up again and tossed. So I mean, I mean, if you've got to run to the bathroom or that's if, what I was going to say. What if something happens? You, if you, if there's a timeout and you have to, or you know, what if one of your players goes down and you want to go out and that's different. That course. is different. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. Good stuff. Jerry Palm is next. Uh, Dana Tony, the father of Kadarius, set to join us as well. David Maloney, by the way, his uh, Super Bowl ad debuted. We will talk to him. And speaking of Super Bowl ads, Nick got us a product that was advertised thanks to the fine folks at Breaking Bad. So we're going to try that and see if it was worth it. All that and more. It's the opening kickoff. fan there uh lee i'm not interrupting keep going you're doing well to your demands i will do anything girl you need only ask them so 7:33. welcome Mark, back in Mark goes home tonight today today and serenades amy that'd be kind of nice yeah except she's at work yeah 
Call her up. Or yeah, call her up. Call her up and serenade put, her on the Hey, phone. honey, put me on speakerphone with your first graders. <laughs> I got something to say. That would be fascinating. Yeah. That would be a YouTube sensation. It would be. All right. You want to talk a little college? Yeah, hoops? let's do that. Jerry Palm, CBS Sports. Jerry, welcome to the opening kickoff Tuesday morning. How are you today? All right. How are you? So we've been celebrating, in a sense, Alabama ranked number one in the AP poll. Do you have them right now as the overall number one seed? No, I still have Purdue, uh, but it's a lot closer, obviously, than it was before Purdue lost to Northwestern. Um, but the, Purdue's got more and better quality wins. Alabama has the best win between the two, the one at Houston. Um, but overall, Purdue's wins are... Um, a little more numerous and, and against teams. They've got most of their wins against teams in the top half of my bracket. And for Alabama, most of their better wins are against teams in the bottom half of my bracket. Um, and then the other difference is Alabama's got a loss to Oklahoma, who's not in the bracket. And all of Purdue's losses are to, are to teams in the bracket. So it's, it's a slight difference, but it's um, still Purdue for now. Yeah, and, and let me ask you this, though. Playing teams in the Big Ten, does that give you a better advantage than t- playing teams in the sure. SEC? Yeah, yeah, because uh, the, the teams behind Purdue and Alabama, the Big Ten teams are generally better um, in terms of bracket worthiness than the teams in the SEC. And there's more of them in the Big Ten than there are in the SEC. So what's the Jerry Palm top line look like right now? Well, on Monday, it was Purdue, Alabama, Kansas, and Texas. And then Texas lost last night uh, to Texas Tech on the road. And so I would put Houston up there if I had to do a bracket this morning in their place. I haven't looked at your brackets this morning yet. Do you still have Auburn in there? Yes. Um, In the middle of the bracket, they're clearly a bubble team. Um, It's a... Uh, I've got them as a ten, actually. So yeah, they just they they the win over Northwestern looks better. Um, then you know they beat Arkansas at home, Mississippi State at home. That's pretty much it. Uh, they don't have a ton of losses. They don't. I don't think they have a bad loss. You know what you'd really call you know like a quad three or four loss, but it's just a blah profile. There's just not a lot of juice in it, and they need um, some kind of a splash win. If they don't get that between now and then, they might still make the tournament, but they're no better than a bottom half of the bracket. If they get to Selection Sunday and Northwestern is still their best win, so does um, the committee, they'll be nervous for them. They've had a lot of, as you pointed out, they it's a blowout season in a sense in terms of wins and losses, but like at West Virginia, they just lost by a couple. They don't close. They, they lost by a few at Tennessee. Yep. They lost by a few with Alabama. Do they consider that or to the to the committee no. an L's and L? Yeah, right. The loss is a loss. The, the, the committee is results-oriented. Uh, they don't focus too much on margin of victory. The net and Ken Palm and Sagarin are heavily, heavily influenced by scoring margin. So you'll see net rankings that, you know, and, and bracket positions that don't line up because – the bracket process doesn't care that much about margin of victory, and the and the net rankings do. I've I've had others say the same thing I'm saying. I'm not a huge Texas A&M fan, but I got to compliment them. They're playing really well now. They're 18 and seven. You have them last four out, but you have Mississippi State last four in. Why would you have Mississippi State over Texas A&M? 
Um, Murray State and Wofford, a couple of quad four losses for Texas A&M that they had not yet played off of their um, off of their resume. Well, I guess it, it's never going to go off, but they haven't made up enough. They haven't made up for those two losses yet. The, the win at Auburn, sweep of Auburn, they beat Missouri. That's not enough. They're going to have to do more uh, to overcome those two losses. The Mississippi State does not have. Uh, any bad losses? Georgia is the worst, but still quad two. They don't have a ton of great wins, but they beat Marquette. That, that's better than any of uh, Texas A&M's wins. You know, I'm looking at your uh, brackets now, and you ac- you actually do have Duke in there as a seven. And I, I haven't spanned the whole globe of this yet. Do you have North Carolina in? They are one of the last four in, uh, although would not be this morning after losing to Miami. That's what I thought. So I'm wondering is this a is this a tournament? that possibly could not have Kentucky and North Carolina in it. Yes, this is definitely, uh, that is definitely in the realm of possibility. I don't know how likely it is, um, you know, but because they're both near the cut line, so it doesn't take a whole lot to, you know, of a hot streak to kind of push yourself up. Uh, when you're competing with teams that play hit and miss basketball and you're one of them, you start getting some hits, you can separate yourself. So, you know, but those are two teams that I, I think are unquestionably not playing to their level of their talent. And I, I think the having North Carolina as a preseason over number one was overreacting, but they were an eight seed last year. They should be better than that this year, and they're clearly not. So a couple of weeks ago, we were looking at the SEC, maybe six teams, at least five. Is it kind of dwindling now? Are, are, are they in a position of not well, having? I mean, Alabama, Tennessee, Mizzou are top half of the bracket teams at the moment. Tennessee's slumping a little bit, but, you know, they're still up there. After that, uh, Auburn, Mississippi State. Arkansas? Arkansas. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, you know, Nick Smith's return does for Arkansas. Obviously, not so much the first game, and I didn't see it. I don't know how much he played. I I imagine he's not playing 35 minutes (laughs) yet, you know, after having a couple of months off, but you know, him coming back makes a huge difference. I mean, that's just a guy you can't replace on, on most teams, and certainly not that one. So, you know, if he can get his legs under him and be and become the player that everybody expects him to be, uh, then Arkansas has a chance to make a late charge. Uh, they may not get a seed indicative of how good they are with him, but you know, that's you know, that's a team definitely to watch out for. That was a team a lot of people thought would be competitive. In the national championship scenario, preseason, because it's large part Nick Smith. Well, let's let's see what he can do coming down the stretch after a couple months off. What does Kentucky have to do to get back in the good graces? You have him as last four out at sixteen and nine, and and well deserved to be out. Yeah, um, they got they got to start beating good teams. It's as simple as that. I, I mean, the the problem they quit losing to the Georges and South Carolinas before. It's, I mean. They've got Mississippi State, Tennessee, Florida, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Arkansas. I mean, that's a lot of chances to pick up wins, but they haven't demonstrated that they're capable of that yet. And that, the, the talent's there. Talent's not the problem. Never is in Kentucky or North Carolina, for that matter. But for whatever reason, they can't pull it together. And every time you think they are pulling it together, they do. They lose a game. It leaves you scratching your head. So Kentucky has time to show us, uh, and now is the time to do it. You know, I'm, I'm looking at your first four in uh, with the you know the play-in game now i know it changes because north carolina got beat by miami and i think they lost at home 
But you got like North Carolina playing Wisconsin as a playing. That's like a Final Four game a few years ago. <laughs> That's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I was thinking, the, you know, with Guts, I, I think I had him actually bracketed once with Duke in, in like a, oh, a six eleven game or something uh, a week or so ago. And I'm thinking, gosh, you know, or no, I had him bracketed with Kentucky. I had him bracketed with Kentucky in a first four game. And I thought, yeah, you know, not that long ago, Wisconsin was beating Kentucky in the Final Four to end an undefeated season for the Wildcats, and they got them playing in Dayton. Uh, I just, I mean, you could have a Dayton, uh, you know, first four with both Kentucky and North Carolina in Dayton. I mean, that would just be incredible. Would their fans show up? I mean, Kentucky fans go. I always joke that, you know, they could play the NCAA tournament in Helsinki, Finland, and Kentucky fans would sell it out. Um, but would they go to Dayton? You know, would they, or would they just be so, you know, down on that team that they don't even show up for that? Talking with Jerry Palm, CBS Sports. Just a quick football with Oklahoma and Texas now coming into the SEC in 2004, and they still haven't released. Although we expect it to be soon, uh, the format. Would you rather see them stay at eight or go to that nine-game model that they've proposed? You mean uh, conference teams? Handle? Yes, play nine in the conference instead of eight, and that's they're up both on the books, and you know, and then they go to that three six or whatever it is. But not getting too deep into that right mm-hmm. now. When the two schools come in, would it be better for the conference to go to that nine? Because what's going to happen? A lot of these yeah. schools are going to have to then uh, basically expire contracts uh, outside games. Sure. They're going to have to get rid of some pretty yeah. big time games. I doubt it. Well, I mean, the big-time games that they exist on their schedule for television, so they're probably not getting rid of the big-time games. They're probably getting rid of East Tennessee State. Um, I would think the nine-game schedule would, would do away with most of those games. Uh, I don't know if we have SEC sabbatical Saturday in November anymore. Um, but, I, you know, I think if you're going to have that many teams, it's hard not to play nine because you know, otherwise you're just getting teams that don't beat each other for uh, you know most of a decade. I, I don't know. I, I think you, you need to play as many conference games as you can reasonably. I mean, you still need your non-conference games, but, um, yeah, they, I think they got to go to nine. Jerry, we appreciate it. In, in, the, in, the, uh, in the topic of have you ever seen anything like that, did you see what happened in the Alabama A&M basketball game where the cheerleader got ejected? No. I missed that. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, so, <laughs> so uh, it's the Alabama A&M game. And uh, it was one of those deals where the cheerleaders on the baseline doing their thing and the ball went out of bounds. And so I guess she kind of did this like somersault or backflip or whatever. And there was contact with a basketball player. Their backs were turned. He didn't realize it. She didn't realize she looked over at him or whatever and got all bent out of shape. They go down on the other side of the floor. Play resumes. They come back down. There's a stop and play. Girl walks out on the court to confront her to confront the guy. Whistle blows. Winds up seven security guards go over to the cheerleaders and escort this young girl out. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Gosh. There you go. Oh, man. That's something. I know, right? I totally missed that. I have to find the video on that. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll tweet it out to you. I'll tweet it out to you. Hey, man. All right. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks. Take care. That's, uh, That's Jerry Palm, ladies and gentlemen. All right. When we come back, well... We'll, we'll, we'll hear from you guys. We got a couple of giveaways. I'll just leave it at that. We got to do that before we get out of here, too. And coming up, uh, Dana Tony. 
the father of Kadarius Tony. He's going to join us at the top of the hour. So we got a lot going on here. We're wrapping up hour number two next right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Stay with us. This is TJ Mosley, inside linebacker, and you listen to the sports station, WNSP 105.5. It sounds like if I were you guys, and I'm not, but if I were, I'd be calling Nick at 694-1055 right now. The uh, WNSP Days of Revelry up for grabs today. Thanks to the fine folks at Roosters, a gift card to Roosters. That is today's giveaway here on WNSP. Our Days of Revelry continue through the Mardi Gras season where every day we give away a prize pack from one of our uh, great local businesses here in the Mobile area. Do we have in balloons? Uh, that you can blow up, put them in his party. That's party. when you say blow up. Do you mean inflate or literally explode them in the sky? Well, no, I, I mean just the, the balloon until it's blown up, and then you put it in the packet, and then people can do what they want with it. Yeah, I, that I don't. I mean, know. that's a party thing. Balloons. Yeah, well, I don't know. We talked about this yesterday. Balloons party City probably taking a hit on the whole balloon thing. Do we have a winner, Nicholas? Our winner is Chris. Congratulations, Chris. The Roosters gift card and pack is yours uh thanks to the fine folks here at wnsp and our mardi gras days of revelry check back tomorrow we will be doing this throughout oh snap you know what that tune is are you thinking you guys ready for some uh i think i know you think you know you think you know, but you just don't know. I think it's breaking bad or good. I, breaking it, good. Maybe breaking better. All right, so Lee was all up in arms. Couldn't wait to see the Breaking Bad commercial. And so Nick, being the swell guy that he is, got us the Popcorners, the crunchy and wholesome popcorn snack advertised by the fine folks at Breaking Bad. Do we want to hear what Walt and Jesse Pinkman had to say about it? I think we do. Yo, these are the bomb. And they're air popped, not fried. Popcorners. You're an artist. Actually, Jesse, it's just basic ingredients. No, we don't eat our own supply. Mr. Wife! Jesse. Everyone's gonna want to taste. And I know just the guy to talk to. What are these? We call them popcorners. Say their name. <laughs> <laughs> Popcorners. Time, time, time! Yeah! How much of this stuff do you have? We've got six signature flavors, y'all. Seven! You make seven! Seven. Seven works. Yeah. Popcorners. Break into something good. All right, you ready to break into something good, Lee? Here we go. Do I'm going to open orders. them up right now, right here. See yeah. everybody here. Ready? Do the orders. Yeah. They smell delightful. All right, there you go. Take Thank take you. a shot there, Lee. Take a shot, I will. This Here we go. First time I've had one. Here I, we go. Ready? You get, take, get yours. Yeah, go ahead. Ready? Okay, I'll do the same time. Wow, listen to that crunch. Mm. 
If Brian Cranston's okay with it, I'm okay with it. What do you think? Hmm. What, you're salted rice cakes is what they they. Is that say. what it is? Yeah, salted rice cakes. They're not bad. Is it, is it better with a dip or something, do you think? Yeah, or plain? Maybe put it in a salsa, but then it'd be kind of like you're dipping popcorn in salsa. The, I uh, see going I for think, seconds. Yeah, I'm going there. for seconds, yeah. I like it. Um, They're healthy. Now I'm going for thirds. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, One more? Uh, I might get some here at the break. The The aftertaste leaves a little to be desired, but maybe that's just so you'll eat more. You know, foods will do that to you. They had a couple different flavors, um, like <laughs> spicy sriracha, sour cream, and onion. I just got the the white cheddar. The classic blue bag. Yeah. Well, clearly, for $7 million, it worked because it got one lowly producer here at WNSP to buy a whole bag of them for the uh, for the opening kickoff. So we appreciate it. Go ahead and expense that, Nick. We'll, we'll get you back on that. Right. Yeah, just Jane, Jane just give Jane the that, right? uh, yeah. voice on that. She'll take care of it. Yeah. It's all part of the show, so you're you're compensated. Ooh, I can see where this is going. If we get reimbursed for everything that we bring on for our quote unquote show purposes, mm. why don't you hit us up with a dozen glaze on the way in? Lamborghini test drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to um some of the outtakes on the commercials and the and the one they emphasized was Dunkin' Donuts, where they were doing outtakes when Ben Affleck was at the Dunkin' Donuts window, and he was having problems with the register and everything. But then, as people were coming by, he would say, do you recognize me? And at least one or two said, nope, don't know who you are. Yeah. That's got to be a gut punch for Ben Affleck. All right, you guys can jump in at 694-1055. We've asked Nick. uh, By the way, it's Valentine's Day. We played a whole whopping one Valentine's Day song. But what are your plans uh, or are you are you protesting? Are you uh, just not acknowledging protesting. that? Protesting. Yeah, maybe 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 love isn't in the air for some people, Nick. Maybe they don't have that special someone that you had with your hypothetical rhetorical girlfriend that we can't find visual proof of that existed. Well, she was shot down. Thanks yep. for bringing that up. Yeah. So he put a uh, he put a picture of them in the app at the ball. Uh, he he claims that she drove him home, but we have no visual evidence that this this girl even exists. I, I think she was just some supermodel from Canada that couldn't get away for the weekend. Everyone, go check out the picture in the app and comment hot or not. <laughs> yeah. So I I just think we need some visual evidence that she does indeed exist. I I put the picture in the app. Yeah. Think you'll be invited back again next year? I th- I think that. Uh, that I'm sure uh, the border control or the military will have some new uh, thing that'll make it tougher for her to get in. Well, I'm talking about you being invited back to the Mardi Gras ball. Oh, think you'll get another invite? Yeah, they're, they're definitely going to reinvite me. Look at all this free publicity I've been giving them, positive or negative. I don't know, but yeah, any publicity is good publicity, right? All I'm saying say? the girl's name is Izzy. I know an Izzy. It's a guy. I ain't judging. I'm just simply saying there's some holes in your story here. We haven't seen the girl. Like I said, you don't even remember how you got home that night. So first it could have been somebody else that brought you home for all you know. First name Izzy. Last name telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Izzy telling the truth. Yeah. Or Izzy lying. I think we. 
I think we know. I think we know. Uh, but you guys can jump in uh, at 694-1055. We're going to talk to uh, Kadarius Tony's father coming up here at 8 o'clock, Dana. And then Dave Maloney. David uh, Maloney uh, at 8.30, his uh, Super Bowl ad debuted yeah, not, a few days ago. Yeah, not because he's coming on, but I'll tell you the truth. I thought his commercial was better than most of the ones that they spent $7 million for. Yeah. Uh, he did another 80s take. Last year it was Back to the Future. Ferris Bueller was this, this year. This year it was Ferris Bueller. How much How much does a local company pay for a Super Bowl spot? So I asked that question when I did a story on his sto- uh, his commercial last year. He um, he refrained from answering that question. Six less than seven figures, I'm guessing. I would I would assume so. Yes, because uh, it's a regional it's a regional broadcast. You know, there are certain spots that get aired nationally and then regionally and all that kind of stuff. So it's certainly a, a different price category. We should do a Super Bowl commercial next year. We should? Yeah. Well, Wouldn't to be, be frank fun? about it, I don't think I, be fun? I can't afford it. Take half of Shervanian's salary? That'll cover it. Yeah. Well, that's the half that goes to the government. So do we just take, like, a compilation of our greatest game day videos and kind of do a... No, we have to go all out. Something Better original. than anything we've made before. Yeah, those those little vignettes you made when we went out on the fall, right? Yeah. You put those together and... No, he's saying we need to go bigger and better than that. I mean, I don't know what's bigger and better than, we than don't Lee a, taking on Thanos. Yeah, we don't have a big budget. Plus, we don't have a staff that's can go out and really do a... A Hollywood type number, do we? You got to get creative, man. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Well, we'll have to figure it out. We got plenty of time to work on it. Maybe we do some sort of like New Orleans Saints angle since they'll be playing in that game next year. What do you think? I don't think I've ever seen. I've seen local TV spots in the Super Bowl. I've never seen a radio spot. (laughs) Breaking new ground here. Yeah, breaking bad. I like it. Breaking good. Yeah, Breaking breaking good. All right. I like it. It's worth it. Nick, you got a lot of months to think about this. Yeah. He'd, uh, he'll he'll uh, he'll certainly be earning his money. And the guy's got his own little office that he can close <laughs> if we ever want to get in there and bother him. So he got a lot of time to think about it. Yep. Oh, look, there's already a vote for uh, Natalie to, to get involved with it. So there you go, in the app. Yeah, she could certainly help in that regard. Oh, dude, it's going to be stellar. Just stellar. All right. Um... Also coming up in hour number three, um, your calls. We want to hear from you guys. What are the big plans tonight? Maybe we're not. Maybe we don't have any big plans. Well, you already have your night planned out. You're a basketball person. You'll be at McGill for a home game. Nick, where are you going tonight? He appears to be on the phone. He'll be on the phone tonight. Yeah. Me, I'll just be at home. Jeremy wants to uh, have you rapping "Baby Got Back" in the ad. Uh, Say and, that and- again. <laughs> Wants you to sing uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back? Uh, I'd have to pass on that. I don't know the words, but you've done well singing so far. You've already done... We can pull the lyrics for you. We'll do that in hour number three. Is this karaoke night? It could day? be. Karaoke it wouldn't be, day? It wouldn't be the first time this month that we've done it here on WNSP. I, I've never done that before. Have you? Yeah. Karaoke? Yeah. I've never done it. All right. Well, that's what we're doing in hour number three, so stay with us. We got chips. It's a party and a karaoke now.
This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. 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 Here are Mark and Lee. All right, 8.04. We found out all sorts of information at the break. Our good friend Nick Lee, who purchased this bag of deliciousness for us, I found out it was actually a buy one, get one. So he bought himself a bag. No, I bought you a bag, and I got a free bag. No, I'm not thinking that's how I'm. it's being perceived right now. I think the gift that he gave us is not indeed a gift. It was simply leftovers. You know what? Any way we can take it. Let's be happy about it because he's smart to do that. I certainly follow that buy one, get one free. I check it out, so I, I applaud him. I also applaud our next guest. We got Dana. We uh, do. Oh, good. Dana uh, on the line with us, Dana Tony, who is the father of Blunt alum, Kadarius Tony, who had himself quite a fourth quarter at Super Bowl 57. Dana, good morning. How are you today? Good morning. Good morning. I'm fine, Lee. I'm fine. How are you doing? Sir? Wonderful. Thank you for taking time out. Uh, Dana's a very busy guy. Works for the post office, so obviously uh, got a full day ahead of him. So, where did you where did you watch or see the Super Bowl? I watched the Super Bowl from home. Uh, actually, I want to take it in uh, privately. Enjoy it. Why did you have that opportunity to go out to Arizona? What was that? At, I had the opportunity to go out. I did. Sure did. And so, what happened that that you decided to stay home? Well, nothing actually. There was no rhyme or reason. I just, um, I just decided uh, somewhere at the beginning of the week that I'd rather uh, just stay home. I contacted Kadarius first to let him know that I was staying home and watching from home and um, decided not to do a part or anything like that. I actually wanted to take it in for myself and just uh, enjoy the moment. Did you have like a family gathering, uh, relatives coming by, or was it just you and maybe one or two others? No, um, my family members decided to have gatherings. I decided to sit there at home, my wife and I, and uh, sit in the den and just enjoy the game. Dana, Mark Heim here. Congratulations, man. It, it's such a cool such a cool moment. How crazy is it that you're sitting at home watching your son playing the Super Bowl, man? That's just nuts. It is. It is. It is. So sure it is. give me your – describe – how you were reacting on the 65-yard punt return. Take me through that. Okay, so as I'm, um, as I'm sitting here in my recliner, I, um, I said, okay, it was a three and out. I think we're getting close. Uh, we just went up. So we were actually still celebrating the touchdown a uh, few plays before that. And I saw him. And I knew it was going to be something. I knew it. I can't tell you, but I knew it. The thing that stuck out to me was the ball never touched the ground, so he filled it. The ball. He went to his his he went to his move, which is the wiggle. You bite, I go. And he's hard to bring down. 
And I knew once he didn't go down and I saw that wall of cheese, I sat there and uh, I just started smiling. And my wife said, I think he's gone. I think he's gone. So uh, so we're just sitting there calm. But we're laughing, but we're just taking in the moment. And at that very moment, my, J- my brother Jason, he called. And um, he said, you know, if we were there, we'd be in the stands, you know, hugging one another. As we did at the games back when he was in Florida. So, you know, we just chuckled about it. And, uh, and like I say, it's surreal for me, you know, uh, with Kadaris and his journey. Kadaris was a really good kid. Uh, I've got so many uh, congratulations, you know, uh, for me and his mom. And, uh, you know, I had some reporters to call from New York to congratulate me. And, um, you know, I, I quickly reminded them that I told you that Kadaris was a good kid. He's was a good kid. Um, and uh, as a result, you know, good things happen to people that uh, that do well. Have you had a chance to talk to him after the Super Bowl victory? You know, no, I didn't because um, leading up to the Super Bowl, uh, I wake up at 4 a.m. So I'd always contact him between 4.30 and 5. And uh, whatever conversation we, we, we would have, uh, we'd have those conversations at that time because I knew they had, they was going to have a busy week. And I was also uh, just checking on to make sure, uh, number one, his mental state and also his uh, physical state was he okay he assured me that he was fine and he was going to play. So I knew that. But after the game, no, I want him to have that moment. And uh, I could see the expression in his face. So uh, I didn't try because I knew he had uh, a lot of things scheduled. So we'll talk probably maybe tonight, tomorrow we'll talk. They have the big parade coming up tomorrow. Dana Tony is joining us. He is the father to Kadarius Tony, who again had quite a uh, performance in the fourth quarter to help Kansas City win what is being billed now as the third most watched TV show of all time. Dana, let's go back to his days with the Giants. And as you followed your son's career, things were really up and down with the Giants. And and here he winds up in the Super Bowl with Kansas City. If you could kind of give me your feelings on how things were going, because he was with the Giants to start the year, but there was no place for him really with that team. They had kind of given up on him. And then he winds up with Kansas City being a Super Bowl hero. Let me, let me see, can I digest all that and then regurgitate it back to Okay. So, we, so he was drafted 20th overall pick for the New York Giants. And we went there. It was a grateful opportunity. He'll always, and we'll always, our family will always be so grateful to the New York Giants. And I don't want that to go missed. Uh, they gave him a chance, they took a chance on him. So anyone in this general area that uh, no up in there and has watched Kadarius play, Kadarius is a talent. Uh, he's a different talent. And at the University of Florida, he was a different talent. So we had already, you know, met, we had already gone through this before. So at the Giants, he was injured. And, again, anyone that knows Kadarius, that was played with Kadarius, you know, he's a true competitor. He wants to win. And he's going to go all that. He referred to it as going hard. And we all refer to it as just get down. So he sustained some injuries. And 
settle in, you know, we're trying to tell them to settle in and, and just heal yourself. Don't worry about it. Uh, mute everything out, the outside noise out, and just get yourself healed. And uh, from there, he went through, uh, the following year, he went through a coaching change. Okay? We had a conversation about that as well. Because when you were at the University of Florida, we went through this same trial and tribulation at the University of Florida. So let's just see what happened. So things weren't going his way. It wasn't so much the severities. It was just that we were freshmen. Uh, we were introduced to the lead, and he didn't know. And at times, he'd ask me questions that I couldn't get answers to him for. So as a parent, you can imagine how, how I felt as a parent, not being able to provide answers uh, for my kids, and I provided answers for my kids all of those years up until this point. So I was out as I'm working today, and uh, I, uh, I think I was listening to your show. As a matter of fact, I got about, I think I received about 14 calls or text messages, never answered one. So I happened, just so happened to look at my phone as my daughter, my daughter called, my daughter Courtney. And she said, do you know they, they just traded uh, to Darius? I said, no, I didn't know that. And that's when I realized I looked at my phone. So I said, I'm not going to call him. I'm not going to call his agent. I'm going to wait. I called his girlfriend. She texted me back. If she was on the phone, she was going to call me as soon as she got off. The first thing I asked them was, how is their mental stability? Are they okay? We'll put football to the side. So she told me that was fine. And Kadarius uh, called. And I let him talk. And I let him vent. And what people doesn't realize is that we were forced to go down to Jacksonville uh, a week before that. He called and said, Dad, they're going to sit me out another week. But can you get out to Seattle? I said, oh, yeah, okay, I'll look at Seattle. We'll book a flight. We'll get out to Seattle for that game. Okay, okay, I'll talk to you later. Love you, son. Love you, Dad. So when this happened at midweek, it was a shock, of course, for everyone. It came as a shock to him because um, – People in relationships on jobs, you may be unhappy at that moment in time, but you still, you know, you, you know, your life is still toward that that job or that relationship. So, of course, he was down. So I, I allowed him to talk, and when he finished, when he finished telling me how he, how he was feeling about the situation, and uh, at that moment I knew it came to him as a shock as well, and... I said, you know, you're going to be playing with Patrick Mahomes. It's like a light came on. This whole, everything changed. Everything about him changed. And um, I said, okay. So he had to, of course, run out. He had to fly out, uh, meet, fly back, pack a bag, and he was essentially out at Kansas City um, for a duration where he was able to, to, to heal himself mentally and physically and get ready for, you know, the remainder of the season. And uh, I'm a firm believer, just give him an, an opportunity. He's going to come through. And I'm not saying it because it's my talent. I'm saying it because I know him. I know it's him as a talent. And uh, he, he's a proven product. And um, to get, to have the, anyone I've encountered in the, the, the numerous amount of phone calls and text messages, congratulations, it, to uplift this city. I mean, the people in this city are pulling so hard, which 
I knew it, but I didn't know to this, to this magnitude how they pull it, but kidding, which is my kid. Oh man, just imagine how I feel. So the best thing for me to do is is just remain calm, work, and just keep my wits about myself at this point. But I'm proud of the wits, proud of his family, is proud of him, believe me. The entire family is proud of him, cheating, trust me. Dane, I can't thank you enough. Uh, I'm going to let you get back to work. Appreciate you coming on. Hopefully many more bright moments ahead for uh, Kadarius uh, with Kansas City. It was uh, quite a story on Sunday. Congratulations. Okay, before, okay thank you. Before I go, let me say this. I'd like to thank all the coaches, especially Coach Jones, the people that when the times are hard and things are up, they always uh, send uh, messages of encouragement and always call to check to make sure everything was fine. We like this. Send a big shout out to those people, and um, I really appreciate appreciate their support, man. And think, I, you know, our family definitely really appreciate the city of Mobile and and the support that we're getting from the city. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Dana Tony, we really do appreciate him stopping by and uh, and and sharing some thoughts with us. Uh, when we come back, you guys can jump in at six nine four one zero five five. We're gonna do a traffic and weather here. And uh, David J. Maloney set to join us at 8.30 on his Super Bowl commercial. It's the opening kickoff. Continue with those comments in the app at WNSP.com. It's a Tuesday edition rolling along right here on the sports station WNSP. Hi, this is Phil Steele, and you're listening to WNSP 105.5. Lee, do you want to know what love is? Do you want Nick to show you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to get lessons from Dick. Yeah, the love doctor here on WNSP. Dr. Love? Dr. Love. All right, hey, welcome back in. Uh, you guys can jump in at 694-1055. Uh, quick reminder, though, um, if you're uh, if you're over the 65 and still working, looking to retire in the 12 months, you need to call... Aiden Marks, Medicare Insurance Advisors. He can help you navigate those uh, Medicare waters. Um, He's been in the business for 13 years. He's helped hundreds just like you in Mobile and Baldwin counties. So if you're confused about all the information that's out there, you're tired of the nonstop solicitation calls, need a local agent. He's local, knowledgeable, and he even has an office you can go and visit. Highway 98 across from Terry Thompson over there in Daphne. You can go see him. He can come see you. No fee for his services. That's right, Lee. You heard what I said? Free. It's your favorite four-letter word. Uh, I think others share that, too, now. It's not just me. What's your favorite? Hang on. Anyway, give him a call. 463-0031. That's 463-0031. Aid Marks, Medicare Insurance Advisor. First time I ever heard that was, well, years ago with a co-host who is no longer in radio. And one of his favorite lines was, if it's free, it's me. I thought you started that. I one. didn't start it. I can't take credit for it. I That's your favorite four-letter word. What's it's your favorite four-letter word, uh, Nick? Nick. That's his. That's his first. That's good. Four letters. Mm. What about you? 
Mark. Mark. <laughs> yeah, you got four, too. I'm only at three. Yeah. Always behind. Yep. Always trying to catch try- up. Yeah, always trying to catch us. Yeah. Uh, so you, you, we managed three or two. You got two Valentine's Day songs. Will you play a little Sir Mix-a-Lot for Lee? Lee's never heard it. We had somebody in the app that wants to hear Lee rap Baby Got Back. Can you can you cue uh, that up? That's, yeah. You've heard of that one, right? Yes. Give me a uh, a moment. Yeah, I'm going to give you a moment to do that. And uh, I'll let everybody know that because c- coming up, we're going to talk to David J. Maloney. He's a lawyer here locally. Did uh, another Super Bowl ad. He's done them now. What at least the last three or I can think four of years? three maybe you longer. Said now? Last year was um, and we have more about once a year yep. just to just to discuss. So I I'll be honest I I liked it I liked his ad maybe it was because I didn't know what to expect I I probably made the mistake of watching some of these commercials beforehand so I kind of knew what was coming but obviously with David Maloney's I did not. You re- are you ready? All right, oh, here my. you go. God, Becky, look at her butt. Oh, we're just starting from the so beginning, huh? Big. All right, this is she what people like want Lee to rap. Rap guys, girlfriends, but, you know, who understands those rap guys? They only talk to her. Probably could have edited that part out. Like a total. I mean, her butt. No, it's just so yeah. big. I can't believe it's just so round. Oh, it's, it's getting into there. it. Here we go. Ready? Ready, Rose. Lee? Look. She's just so loud. I like When a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Wanna pull up tough? Did you notice that butt was stuck? Deep in the jeans she's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. Oh, baby. Nothing. I'm just amazed that you know the lyrics to this. I am. Are you, I, is that on computer or you just know it by heart? I, uh, That's amazing. I now, keep it going. I want to hear some more. I want Mark to. Mark, you're good. Well, like, look, like, look if to you're our good audience, at anything, Mark if you're good is, at anything, you don't give where it did away you for learn, free. Where right? did you learn this? I'm a man of the people. No, where did you learn this song? Seriously, I, if you want to call kid, it a song. I, I was I was cool once. <laughs> Wait, did, did you walk the halls in high school singing yeah, this? Yeah, it was real popular in the all-boys Catholic school. There you go. Rolling around singing Baby Got Back by yeah. Sir Mix-A-Lot. Yeah. I had not heard that before, but now... Now it's going to resonate with me as I leave this place, yeah. more so with Mark than that other character. That would be Sir Mix a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So if you ran into him, you'd say Mr. Lot. Are Mr. You or a lot. A lot. Mr. A lot. <laughs> Mr. A lot. <laughs> Sir a lot. Can I call you? Do, my friends call me Mix. <laughs> Can yeah. you, what's his first name? It. I'm going to look him up. See, Sir Mix-a-Lot. You don't remember the uh, I, what was it? The uh, they they use, what was the commercial? See uh, where they used. Um, I'm blanking now. Sir Mix-a-Lot. S I R. So is Mix-a-Lot. Hyphenate that Mix-a-Lot. So do you know his first name? Sir. No, no. I mean his real name. No. Anthony Riggs. Would you say <laughs> Mix? No, it's Anthony Ray. Okay. Yeah, I'd go by Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> Here it is, baby got back. Number one on the billboard. Back when you were at Alabama. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure you're probably the only one listening right now that's never heard that song. You're probably right. Okay. I'm sure I'm sure everybody else is actually the better bigger story, I think, is people are fascinated by the fact that you've never heard that song, I think. I think we expected Lee to have never heard that song. 
Isn't that one of the ones though that we dubbed that you you sang for us? Remember we had you repeat some of the words and we went back I, and put it over? I can't remember. We may have to revisit that. Deniability. Locks out the bad memories. Yes. Really? Hmm. Okay. All right, when we come back, David J. Maloney, I bet you he's heard of Sir Mix a lot. Chances are we won't ask him about it, but still, I bet you he's heard of it. <laughs> even Nick. Nick, you weren't even born when that show when that when that song came out. You heard of it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I first heard it in like a DreamWorks animated movie. Which it was originally designed for, I might add. Okay. It's the opening kickoff stage. Maybe like Shrek or something. Oh, yeah. Here we go. The opening kickoff. Mark and Lee from the studios of WNSP. Thanks for making us part of your morning. We are very pleased to bring in now the, uh, I guess, the next answer to Steven Spielberg, at least Mobile's answer. Yeah. Uh, did a really, really good job with the commercial. And I will say this. I don't I don't personally know David Maloney, but I will say this. I enjoyed his commercial probably more so than three quarters of the ones that with a $7 million price tag. David, uh, welcome to our show this morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. So, the okay, let's get first of all to the theme. What The idea for the Ferris Bueller takeoff, which was, what, by the way, one of my favorite movies of all time. What, how did that come about? Um, it, it, well, we were trying to figure out what other iconic movie we could do because we, we did The Godfather. We did kind of a Bond thing. We did uh, Back to the Future. And, uh, and and it, it kind of came up with, it, it kind of was a little bit of a spinoff of the My Dad commercial that we did a few years back where my son followed me around on a family vacation and I was on the phone, you know, you know most of the mornings, you know, at different times. And so it was kind of like, well, that fits in with the whole day off thing. So we thought, you know what, we'll do David G. Maloney's day off when we're still enjoying all these things, but I'm on the phone. In almost every scene. David J. Maloney, our guest here on WNSP. We've talked to you in the past about this, so you have to be very careful about how much you actually recreate to the T and how much you have to deviate, mostly with music and stuff. How much of that was an issue this year around with Ferris Bueller? Well, um, if you do parody, parody is an exception. It's, it's, it's kind of, it falls under what's called the fair use doctrine. And so if you do parody, that's why Saturday Night Live could get away with as much as it does. You know, um, if you do parody, then the fair use doctrine says that it's not, a, it's not copyright. So everything that we do is essentially parody. Um, and, so the, and the same is true when it, comes, that's, when it comes to music. It's why Weird Al Yankovic can do what he does. Now, as a general rule, Weird Al Yankovic will actually contact some of the artists directly. He doesn't always but he's known for contacting the artists directly and kind of getting their blessing ahead of time. And, and part of it, is, part of it is, is copyright for him, but not really. Part of it is just, in, on his part, you know, uh, professional courtesy, I believe. Do you get to place the commercial where you want? Because I think you have a very advantageous position coming right off the first half, almost leading into the halftime show. Is that, is that a given every year, or do I request that, or do you have a say in it? 
here? Well, different networks have a different number of what they call avails. Uh, you being in the radio business know a little bit about that, but in but for uh, you know lay people, avails are you know a short for availability, but it is you know how many commercials they get. So, for example, CBS gets less. The local CBS affiliate gets less local CBS spots because national keeps more of the national ones to sell them. So as a result, uh, your local CBS affiliates rates are a little higher for local spots than, say, Fox or some of the other ones. And then based on partially your spend and partially how soon, how early you make the buy depends on whether or not you can pick the slot. Now, normally, I pick the normally I get in on it early, and normally I have some say uh, unless somebody else has bought it first. Um, you know, I already kind of know that. Um, let's put it this way: I already know that the slot that I usually am in for that, I, that I'm usually in the first one into the first break between the end of the second quarter and half has already gone to uh, somebody else who basically paid, you know, a good chunk, you know, more for the spot. So I know next year I won't have that slot, but I'll have my second choice, which means I can either come in right after that in the same break, or I can come into it the first slot into the one at the end of the half, or there's another set of avails in the third quarter that I can get. I generally like to be earlier in the game, because if the game ends up being a blowout, uh, people sometimes stop watching as much. Um, and also, if there is, um, uh, you know, and also uh, people go to, you know, Super Bowl parties or they'll go to a restaurant and they'll watch the first half. And then sometimes, you know, they'll watch the first few commercials and then during the halftime show, leave and go home or go to a different place. And if, especially if the halftime act is one that they don't particularly like, um, you know, so I prefer to, to, to try to get it while there's more eyeballs, you know, looking at the screen. David J. Maloney, our guest here on WNSP, talking about his uh, Super Bowl commercial. All right, so where did you where did you film? Uh, what where where did you get the car? And where where were you at that baseball game? What what baseball game was that? Um, well, that we recreated the baseball scene in Biloxi at uh, MGM, where the Biloxi Shuckers play. Yeah, um, and we were able to, and and the uh, general manager there, uh, just a, a Hunter Reed, fantastic guy. He uh, also he gave us the footage um, of their pitcher, you know, uh, pitching to another team, fouling it off into the stands, and we recreated. Uh, the scene. Ironically, Hunter is the one who kept uh, throwing me the ball to catch um, while we, and we had extras that were, you know, behind us for that. Um, the, the Most of the other scenes were filmed uh, in and around Mobile. Um, you know, obviously we did a Mardi Gras float instead of the other parade float because it is Mobile. Um, the uh, Sears Tower scene, we actually shot at Dolphins. Um, the um, museum scene we shot there's a museum that is in Mobile um, that is it's not a Mardi Gras museum it's, it's kind of like a heritage museum of sorts and um, it's that 
that uh, white building kind of behind the um, uh, Explorium. And there's a whole museum in there that I never even knew had all this nifty stuff in it. And uh, we not only shot the scene in there, my wife's son and I actually continued to spend a little bit of time in there after the shoot. And because it was closed, we did it and just checked out the museum. Um, you know, so we shot, you know, we shot scenes, you know, basically all over Mobile. You haven't heard from Broderick Crawford or anybody, or have you had any feedback on it? Much feedback? Um, uh, when you say Crawford, um, I must be missing something. Who are we talking about there? Matthew Broderick. I'm sorry. There I go oh, Matthew again. Broderick. Yeah, no, there I no, go again. No, no, no. Uh, and, I, and I don't know if anybody's, you know, tagged him or anything and any of that kind of stuff. You know, the fellow who was the, the director of it, he passed away some time ago. Um, you know, and he, he had directed so many of those movies. I think he did like The Breakfast Club and, you know, uh, and uh, 16 Candles and all those things. I think he passed some cancer some time back. Um, but no, I haven't heard from, from, from any of those, any of those people. Um, and, and, and in the other movies, uh, uh, the movies, the other commercials, uh, that were based on movies, we haven't really heard from anybody on those things. It was really funny because when we did the Godfather one years back, somebody said, well, what would happen if you got like a cease and desist or something from, from, uh, you know, uh, Francis Ford Coppola? When we did the Godfather parody, and I was like, "Well, I'd frame it." Yeah, you know, because yeah. if you know, because that would mean that I did that good of a job, uh, you know, uh, doing that. And there is, by the way, if you go to YouTube, there is a comparison video that that uh, that we put up, both of the of the Godfather parody and of the um, Ferris Bueller Day Off parody, which of, which is called David J. Maloney's Day Off in this case. Um, and so, uh, and there's also an extended cut version uh, that we've posted um, that has uh, some funny scenes in, during the credits um, that you didn't get to see during the Super Bowl because, frankly, you don't air credits on a commercial in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, so last time we talked, you did Back to the Future. You actually have a DeLorean. Do, where'd you get the car for the Ferris Bueller spinoff? Where is is that yours? Uh, the car was originally um, a different color, and during the pandemic, when before things went from the roof and yeah. prices on everything got bargain basement low, I was able to get my hands on it. Wow. How about for next year? Have you already thought about uh, a theme for next year? Have you put that together yet or thinking about it? I yeah, I, I have. Uh, what's funny is, is I had one or two ideas uh, and one that I felt, I don't want to say I felt strongly about, because to be frank, it's, it's an iconic movie, but a, little, uh, but a little bit older. And because it's, and it's actually not as old as Thirst Dealer's Day Off, it just doesn't have the cult following. And I thought it would be a great idea. And then um, somebody mentioned, and I, I can't say what it is, but somebody else mentioned another one, and I went, that's an interesting idea, um, and uh, and I thought, okay, I, I'm trying to think of ways that I could make that work. So I'm, I don't generally, you know, I'm not not going to give it up in case we decide to do it. But there's, you know, there's a there's a host of iconic movies out there. Um, you know, uh, I, I know what movie I'd, uh, I I know what movie I'd want to do, but there's no way to be able to make it work in my field. I would 
I, I think it would be hilarious if there was a way that I could find to do Pulp Fiction. Yeah. But there, but there's, but I have no, I haven't figured out in my head how to make that work and you know more fit with law. And also, it's got so many heavy scenes and have it not be dark. You know what I mean? We've, I've asked Mark, and he's, he said he's talked to you about this. I know you don't really release the figure on how much, but I'm assuming it's a lot different, a lower price than what the networks pay for these 30-second commercials, which is in the millions of dollars. Most of the commercials you see in the Super Bowl are actually, most of the national ads are 60s. So you're, and the price range this year went, I think, from, Seven million to twenty. Um, I heard um, for national ads. We don't buy nationally. We buy in local markets. So, for example, we ran in the Biloxi market. We ran in the Mobile, Pensacola market. Um, so it doesn't command, you know, you know these million dollar price tags. But they are zesty. I mean, the the the, the price tag is up there, but. You know, and, and there's a lot of debate on, well, how could they spend so much on just so much? And, and my commercial this year was, oddly enough, a 45-second commercial, which is rare. It's very unique. You, you even, even in radio, you guys generally have 60s. Um, and 45, what we had to do, because I didn't want to spend the money on a full 60, was I bought a 30, and then I bought three five-second promos, and I linked them together. And the station, you know, the station did it. And and a lot of times when you buy, these days, they don't just want to sell you the spot. They want to sell you packages. So you don't just buy the commercial. You buy the commercial and you buy a certain number of other commercials leading up to the game or after the game when the audience is still high. Because the general rule is um, somebody used to be people used to have to see something three times before they'd act. Now you've got to see. My love, there's only you in my life. The only you, you're a little endless love fan. I know this Hit one the high a notes. little. Hit it. Uh, I, uh, I actually know this song a little bit better than that other guy that uh, every you were imitating that before. I take. I forgot his name. Every step I make. That's right in your wheelhouse. No? Yes. Come on, leave one note. I'll be... Oh, see, I got that one wrong. I mean, I was five when it came out. Little Diana Ross, little Lionel Richie. One time, give us up. I, I don't know the words to go like you do. So I, I'll... I just screwed it up. You know so what? No, you not. did well. You and Nick could do a lot better than I can. I've your got alienated eyes, vocal cords. Eyes, they tell me how much you care. Oh, yeah. You will always be. Get on that, get on that cell and call the class. Call that classroom over there. It'll all go right. over big. It'll Happy go over big. Valentine's Day to all. Have you ever have you ever done that? Done what? Uh, let's say outside the window, whether you were single or married, sing to somebody who was let's not say, single or married. <laughs> does it matter? I, I mean, whether you had a girlfriend or your your future wife, did you ever sing to her? Because uh, you got a nice voice. Well, thank you. You do. Thank you very much. Did you ever? Uh, no, no. Did I like 
no, not nothing no. like that. You no. didn't go over and like serenade or anything. No, like I'm that? not much of a no, but I am. I that mean, guy. I have seen somebody do that. That's why I was curious. I didn't. I couldn't remember do that. you missed it, Nick. You haven't lived until you had a quartet come in here and perform live oh on WNSP. Gosh, we did that yeah. around Valentine's Day. You could hire these guys to come in. They literally came in and gave us a little uh, slice oh of heaven. Yeah, it was a slice. I was of heaven. Uh, when I was growing up in Upper Saddle River, drink New Jersey, drink. So there was this neighbor. This young lady was a, a classmate, but then we had a guest come over. He was kind of on the obnoxious side, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yes. And so he asked about meeting this said neighbor. Sure. Yes. I Let's said, call her Izzy. Yeah. And I said, you know what? <laughs> I think the best way from what I've heard she likes to be serenaded, so why don't you go over? Oh, yes. Party and, foul here. Yes, because I just wanted to, you know what? I said, why don't you go over there and sing to her? Yeah. Which he did. All right. I don't know if it went over very well. Yeah. Yeah. So you never did that. Nick, yeah. are you that kind? Would you ever uh, sing to your balloon or whoever you're out with? Oh, you know, I like to uh, serenade a little tune, get get the lady in the mood, you know. Okay. Yeah, great. Good for you. Good luck I, with that. Uh, <laughs> I actually performed this song, Endless Love, at a talent show in high school once. How'd that go over? It went really well. Me and my friend Ben sung it together. So somebody in the app said, friends listen to Endless Love in the Dark. Apparently that's true. I mean, well, the well, lights were on. Right. Until they weren't. They were <laughs> Am I right? Um, uh, sub in the app, I could clearly envision Mark pulling the Top Gun bar scene back when he was younger. What do you mean back when I was younger, man? I'll be doing that tonight. No. What's got going on tomorrow there, Lee? Besides, we'll hear all the success stories that were Valentine's Day. Well, that's a good start. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Uh, we'll recap Auburn. they playing tonight. We will talk to the Viger High School basketball coach. They play tonight. Paul Feinbaum's with us a day early. So he'll okay. be on tomorrow. Also, and this is from my buddy Nick, Bob Rathbun, the voice of the Hawks. Nice. Talk about some of these trades and who it's going to benefit. Chris Stewart previewing Alabama-Tennessee. I'd say we have a pretty good show lined up. I think you got a lot of show lined up. That's what I think. You'll still get your chance to hum and sing. Don't worry. I don't I don't need to do that. Yes, you do. You did well. Don't you think he did well, Nick? I mean, seriously, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd give it a 7.5. Uh, and he didn't have, like, a backup. He wasn't lip-syncing. I was not. No, and I appreciate that. Yes. Everything you said is true, yes. Don't be hating. I mean, je you don't wear jealousy well. It just, it, it just doesn't look good And again, you. my advice is don't caught. Don't get caught napping. In other words, get something, whether it's small, intermediate. Oh, your Valentine's Day advice. Yeah. Just don't get, get caught napping. That's Lee, Lee a, that's is saying a, that the size doesn't matter on Valentine's no, Day. No, I you think see, it's the thought. Show her that you care. It's the thought, exactly. <laughs> just I, do it. And what I heard. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. So his See, you, you got that. I got don't fall asleep, which I thought was probably a pretty <laughs> crucial point, especially if things were reaching a certain point in the night. Do not fall asleep. Yeah, stay energized. Stay energized and just do it. If you need help with that, I think we run ads for like four different companies <laughs> that can help. Yeah. <laughs> Give them a call today.
All right, so that does it for another uh, edition of the opening kickoff. Did you say this show was a collector's item today? It certainly had a lot of hot air in it. Yes, I mean we got we got snacks, we got tips, we had harmony, or we had tunes. Not fried snacks. No, air they were popped. crunchy and wholesome popped corn snacks. Right. Thanks to Triple G, who got them free, I might add. No. But it's the thought that counts. It's the small thought that counts. All right, till tomorrow. See you.